Fresh Art International presents conversations about creativity in the 21st century. This is Fresh Art International. I'm Kathy Bird. Our podcast and radio show explore the world's cultural landscape. We engage at the intersection of digital media, sound art, and social practice to spark conversations about contemporary art, film, and architecture. Today, we're in conversation with Justine Ludwig, Director of Creative Time, a New York-based organization that commissions ambitious public art projects. Creative Time is the force behind projects with thousands of public artists throughout New York City, across the country, around the world, and even in outer space. They operate on three core values, art matters, Artists' voices are important in shaping society, and public spaces are places for creative and expressive freedom. Consider the mission statement. Creative Time is a public arts organization that works with artists to contribute to the dialogues, debates, and dreams of our times. Tell me the history of the organization what they've invented, what they've created, what they've shared with the world. The organization also functions quite differently from most public arts organizations. The projects that Creative Time takes on are cited in unique locations that really add to the larger narrative around the project. So site is very, very important when we're taking on a project. We're also thinking of interacting with very different communities. We often really depend on audience and viewer participation to fully realize the project. That it's not just a sculpture that exists within a park that people can come visit at any time, but it's more of an overarching experience where people are really brought into the work actively. So we've cited projects in diverse locations. Our main focus is New York City, but we've had some outliers like Paul Chan's Waiting for Godot in New Orleans, which happened in the context of post-Katrina New Orleans. And suddenly Beckett's seminal play became a conversation about waiting for aid that never arrived. And that play was so radically changed by context. And I think that perfectly exemplifies what our organization is about. And I see the organization responding to current events in other ways, like the tribute to light to respond to the 9-11 crisis. I think those signs of hope are really important. I also experienced the Carol Walker subtlety, which was a stunning project and was cited so perfectly. The Domino Sugar Factory, where the project was cited, directly formulated the project. And something that was really fascinating for me around the project, I attended as a visitor, not being part of creative time at that moment, but I was fascinated by the conversations that came about while waiting in line. So it's not just the moment when you see the project itself but suddenly you're part of a community that's looking at pressing social issues and engaging with it collectively. And that is a very unique way of interacting with art. Let's describe that piece. It was a giant sculpture made of sugar Yes. by Kara Walker. A sphinx-like female figure had a set of attendants that were also made of sugar. Yes. And what happened to the sculpture and her attendance during the time that 
that piece was up was part of the metaphor, part of the message. And it was also a multi-sensory experience. You could taste the sugar in the air. You could smell this almost sickly, sweet smell throughout the entire space. And so it became more than simply seeing a sculpture that was massively impressive. It was something that overtook you completely. And you watch those sugar babies melt yeah. before your eyes. It was amazing. A very important component for the last 10 years, and this will be the 11th year, is the Creative Time Summit. Tell me what generated that idea that a summit was important. It responds to a need for people to come together and talk about pressing social issues. So it's a convening of artists, activists, important thinkers of our moment to really exchange ideas and look at the world and what we need to be actively talking about and addressing. It continues to pursue the mission and at the same time to address the very real commitment that you have to engage at the intersection of art and politics. And I was looking at the past summits. Most recently, you met in Toronto. 2017 was of Homelands and Revolution and had a connection to the centennial of the Russian Revolution. In 2016, just weeks before the election in Washington, D.C., mm -hmm. you held Occupy the Future. I think that was such a timely presentation. The artist community really got involved with Occupy Museums. They were there for Occupy Wall Street, all those things that led to that as a theme, I'm presuming. And we aim to really make sure that the site of the summit itself helps define what we are addressing. So I also see this happening in Miami, once again, right before an election, is very important timing. This is the first time that the summit has been held here. Yeah. On archipelagos and other imaginaries, collective strategies to inhabit the world. So poetic. I agree. So tell me why is this the topic of the moment? So we wanted to look at pressing issues that relate directly to the context of Miami, one of those being climate change, another one being Miami's relationship to the Caribbean and Latin America at large. And so we're really using the site of the summit as a jumping off point for those issues because they are conversations that do not only affect Miami, they affect the larger United States and the world. But having them be discussed within this context adds a certain resonance and pressing call to arms in many ways. We're going to be talking about immigration, the climate realities you mentioned, intersectional justice, gentrification, which is a huge subject in many cities around the world, but in particular our own little Haiti has quite the rally around preserving its character. And the idea of tourism as an enabler of neocolonialism. I've been spending a lot of time this year in the Caribbean, and I have observed and engaged in conversations with many artists, curators, and as we call them, instigators, 
in the region. It seems there's a critical mass of interest and need to address the isolation of the region. What will unfold here that will bring those issues to the fore? So we have artists and activists who have directly experienced that issue. So they're speaking to it from a very personal perspective. What's important when we put together a summit is that we bring together individuals that have a different perspective on each subject matter and have experienced it personally in one way or another. So it's going to be a collective of voices addressing this from very personal points of view. What I see that you did in a statement that I read of yours and what I've seen in the past for the summits, it's that they not only talk about contemporary issues, but they anchor the conversations in the past. This is not the first time these conversations have come up. These issues have been with us. And you refer to 1968. Let's share that. What's the relationship with now and then? We're 50 years later. But we still look at a lot of the same issues. And it's really important to us to look at the past and see where perhaps we didn't necessarily learn from the past so that we can build a better future. It's a massive problem when we only live in the moment and that we don't take into consideration where we have been and where we are now. And I think people that don't know contemporary art, they don't always realize how much research is going into the projects and how deeply they are rooted in history and informed by historic precedents. And in the 1960s, 1968, that was the turning point for civil rights. That was the Prague Spring. That was uprisings against the military dictatorship in Brazil. There were lots of things going on. And we have our own fight back right now, local, national, international, in response to circumstances that feel beyond our control. And yet, at the same time, we know there are ways we can act. I'm hoping myself to find and share some of those ways of responding that aren't just reactions, but these imaginaries, this imagination of what can be different, how artists are playing a role as dissidents and Right, and to your point, so we're looking at history and how it's affecting the present, but it's also very important that we look towards the future. So a big goal for this is that we are envisioning what the future can be and the strategies to making it be a better one from perhaps how we're feeling that things are going in this moment. And so looking at these past struggles, how they relate to our present, and strategies that we can use to move forward. Let's introduce what kinds of opportunities there are for these conversations to take place in Miami. So we have a wonderful opening night planned at the Perez Museum, which is going to be an avant-garde political drag show which I could not be more excited about. So working with drag queens and kings that are looking at our current socio-political reality and performing.
it should be a really gregarious and entertaining while politically poignant evening. We have a main stage day of back-to-back -back talks of amazing luminaries, including Vijay Prashad, Nadia Kapilinke, Maria Magdalena Campos-Pones, Benji Ra, Hassan Darshi at the Arsh Center. The main moment that we have to really feature the unbelievable community that we have here is a day of breakout sessions that are happening throughout Miami, where we had an open call inviting people to create these programs that are more focused, where groups of individuals will come together and talk directly about issues. So, well, I'm imagining the Little Haiti Culture Center, yes. the Institute of Contemporary Art in Miami, Paris Art Museum, and other sites of cultural production in Miami that are key to our cultural ecology. And there is an unbelievable wealth and diversity of cultural players in this community. And I see it as an opportunity to bring attention to that because it's not just the major arts institutions. There are also spaces that are adding nuance to these conversations and we get to work directly with them. I think that's really important for people to understand about Miami because it doesn't exist just for Art Basel Miami Beach, which was a huge motivator, still is helping us come to the international stage, but we have our own cultural ecology that is growing and thriving and producing content that is at a level of international prominence. Right, and I really fell in love with Miami. I came a few years ago as a visiting writer for the Miami Rail and had the pleasure of really getting to know the creative community outside of the fair, which is when most of the art world comes to Miami. But it's a very different ecosystem outside of it with amazing artists, amazing institutions. But people are coming in from all across the United States and quite a few people from around the world. So it's an important moment to bring in a larger creative and activist-minded community to Miami to see what's happening here and take part in this meeting of the minds. I think that's awesome. I was reading the Brigada Puerta de Tierra from Puerto Rico will be here. La Brigada PDT es un colectivo de arte de base comunitaria, eh, principalmente conformado por niños y jóvenes del barrio de Puerta de Tierra. The Museum of Dissidents from Cuba, Elvis Fuentes, who brought the Crossroads exhibition, took that around to introduce the Caribbean creative life to the world. Our own Houston Cypress, who is a generator of Love the Everglades as a movement. So excited about that. I'm even discovering new thinkers that are part of this. Creative Time has an amazing team behind it. And so it's been fascinating seeing who everyone's bringing to the table. This year you're introducing a film series. Yes. It's a medium that we really should be working with in this moment, that it is a context in which pressing social issues are being addressed. It's an important way of 
sharing and exchanging information. And so this became really the perfect opportunity to launch a film presentation as part of the summit. You've been craving all your life to love be loved and night and for your surprise Papa buzz you have to fight What else do you want people to know about what will be coming here what the intentions are I hope that this is something that everybody approaches with an open mind, that we come to this collectively expecting to learn new things and excited to hear different perspectives about these very pressing issues. This is Fresh Art International. I'm Kathy Bird. Miami, portal to the Caribbean archipelago, to Latin America, and to the entire world, is the perfect setting for the 2018 Creative Times Summit. On archipelagos and other imaginaries, Collective Strategies to Inhabit the World is the title and the subject of this year's convening in South Florida, with the idea of coalition as a central theme. Community-driven breakout sessions, social events, roundtable discussions, workshops, panels, field trips, interactive performances, and screenings are all opportunities to consider the role of art and activism. Immigration and border issues, climate realities, notions of justice, sexuality, gentrification, and tourism are among the most urgent topics of this moment. All these will be investigated during the 2018 summit. To find out more, visit creativetime.org. To hear more episodes on contemporary ideas and issues, visit freshartinternational.com or search anywhere you go for podcasts. Right now is a great time to show your support for Fresh Art International. Please rate and review our stories anywhere you go to listen. If you like what you're hearing, visit our website and click the red support button to give what you can. The John S. and James L. Knight Foundation will match your contribution. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more contemporary art talk.